get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for Wednesdays with Wayno on the opening drive. We're talking life, baseball, and what's happening at Big League Impact with Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright. Wednesdays with Wayno is presented by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor. and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker. It's a special Thursday edition of Wednesdays with Adam Wainwright, Cardinal pitcher, founder of Big League Impact, joins us here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, guys. Welcome to uh, Thursdays with Wayno. <laughs> so I was absolutely convinced yesterday that you were out on one of the fine courses in the Tampa Bay area and having the round of your life. You said, hey, I, 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 these guys can talk. They do it for a living. But you actually, and you often tell us this, this is a show, Wednesdays with Wayno, that should be in the afternoon. Man, it needs to be at like... 1130 <laughs> <laughs> for baseball players, you know, for baseball players. So, so I'll tell you, I, this, uh, this last week I had, we had some of our best friends come in town, stay with us at the house and, and, uh, stayed up each night till three o'clock in the morning and playing board games. And, you know, kids, our kids love playing with each other and we love being with each other. And we just stayed up every night and, and then, you know, once the once the week starts, my little guy's got to be up at about seven thirty or seven forty five to get to school. And uh, man, I just I, I I had a week. You know, you you need a week like that every now and then just to kind of it's just fun, you know, just for living. But man, I was exhausted when <laughs> we got here. <laughs> well, we're glad and you I got so much for us. Yeah, my kids had to go home. I got two in high school now. They started on Tuesday. Amazing. Um, and so I flew home on the off day to be with them. But, you know, I got up again at, at 7 to get them to school. And and then uh, I flew here for that next day. And, man, when I got in this king-size bed and my all by myself with this cold <laughs> hotel room with these curtains closed, I didn't even think about setting the clock because I've been waking up at 7 every day. And, and I woke up at 1045, and I went, oh, man. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> so, long story short, no, no, no excuses here. That was my fault. But uh, like I said, welcome to Thursdays with Wayne. You bet. Hey, I, I got to ask you this: Has it hit you like a ton of bricks that you have two high schoolers? It has hit me. Um, I wouldn't say like a ton of bricks, but it is it is uh, it has definitely hit me. Um, Two daughters are just as different as they can be and handling high school differently in different ways with different friend groups and, you know, different schedules. One's a, a dancer and, and, uh, and one's a golfer and, and, uh, you know, just life is just, cr- life's crazy, man. Life is crazy. When you got, when you got five kids and so I got, I got a, a, a junior in high school, a freshman in high school, I got it. And I got a, a sixth grader, I got a first grader, and I got a pre-care. Um, but this year, but this year's the first year we've only had two schools to drive to because my little pre-K guys going to the the same elementary school that my my first graders going to, and, and my sixth grader. So, so uh, now we don't have 
two, three or four schools to go to. We just got two. So life's got a little bit better, you know, just two drop-off points. So we, my, Jenny and I can handle that. Good, good. Hey, Adam, we were talking, you're talking about young guys, young players, young kids. You got some young guys on your team and some young pitchers. And I want to know what that conversation is like with Zach Thompson, with Matthew Libertor, with Dakota Hudson, guys that are younger in their career, younger in age. Uh, what is that that process like with you talking to them, showing them, kind of showing them the ropes of being a professional baseball player? Well, that's one of the, my favorite things about being uh, an older guy on a team is is passing all that knowledge and information and, and learned experience on to those younger guys. And they're still going to have to go through things themselves to learn, to learn really well, but you can kind of steer them on the right path in many different ways. And then, and then the other fun thing is sitting there and just, just having them throw questions at you, which I feel like they do a really good job of, um, you know, and, and I feel like that's a, an important part of a veteran of a veteran's role on a team, especially especially in in this Cardinals organization since I've been here, been such an important factor of, 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 of learning how we do it here, what we do, why we do it, and the reason we do it. And, and this is this is the reason it didn't work when we tried a different way. And, and, and this is why we've, we've had such a good history throughout our organization for so long, actually, because there's just been that great uh, pass-it-down tradition and guys have – have always paid it forward. Guys have always taken time to teach the next guy. You know, you, you just can't be a selfish, all for myself kind of player in this game if you want to be a, a good team organization for a long time. You you have to you have to pour into other guys because here's what I've learned: the the best leaders in the world exist to replace themselves. The guy there needs to be guys coming up that that take that that baton from you right when you hand it off and 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 uh and hit the ground running like there's no there's no dead time so you know unfortunately we had a pretty tough start to this year but it's just not over yet you know so um i won't be quitting until it's over when after your last start you mentioned the post game that stuff wise you were okay but that you've been plagued by situations with two outs throughout your career you're just talking about mentality there you've been able to work your way out of issues how do you approach that situation moving forward forward to find that cure yeah, and that's one thing, um, going all the way back to Tony LaRusso, he was the one the first one that pointed this out to me. Um, he always left me in in those bigger spots and and uh, you know, going all the way back to to the NLCS in two thousand six as a as a rookie, I'm bases loaded with, with Carlos Beltran up and we got a lefty warming up. And Carlos has been swinging super hot lefty bat. Um, so you would think they'd bring lefty in to face him right handed, but um, he left me in, and, and and he told me that he he noticed that I have an innate ability to make a pitch in a big situation, and I've made a whole career of that, man. And I don't, and you know, I, I just have always thrived in those bigger moments. I've thrived in those two out situations. I've thrived in those bases loaded, one out, no out situations. Um, and and you know, you kind of have to if you want to play for a long time because you're going to get in a lot of those situations, unfortunately. So um, this year, you know what? I just got to be a good self-evaluator, man, I've gotten kicked in the teeth on all those big situations. I mean, there's, there's usually about three pitches a game that swing the tide to a win or a loss. There's about three pitches a game for a pitcher's, for a pitcher's win-loss record where he can look back and go, man, if I'd have made that pitch, that pitch, and that pitch, I'm going seven, giving up zero. And, uh, and, or, or he goes, 
Hey, that well, that one spot right there, man. I I needed that pitch. I I made that pitch right there. We got out of it. Bam! Two more innings right there. And 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 uh, I, you know what? Just just being honest, and and I mean, it's not a secret. I've lost those situations almost every time this year, and it is so frustrating just because I've just never done that, you know. And um, and it's not always my fault. I've not uh, I've not made good pitches for the most part, but when I have, they've found a hole the other day i gave up five hits at 75 miles an hour or below which is just crazy talk you know it's just crazy but in in london i think i gave up eight two out hits something like that um you know there's just been a couple of games where gosh just get one just make a pitch right there and, and save so many problems six runs in a row happened um one night because i just i just didn't get an out on with two outs and uh and you know that's just that's just what it costs. Just that's pitching for you right there, you know. And I just need to do a better job of that. Adam, our observation is, and you're close to the situation, so you can tell us if if I'm wrong. But it, it just seems like there is a time that's determined before the game that a pitcher is going to come out, whether it's pitches or whether it's times through the lineup or something like that. That it, it's a, a, a two o'clock meeting where it's determined when the, the starter is going to come out. As a pitch maker, how do you feel about that? And first of all, am I right there? And second of all, if I am, how do you feel about it? Well, I don't know if it's exactly like that, but I can tell you that um, you look at our our manager, Ollie and and Dusty Blake, they sit down and they have these pregame meetings where uh, they go over potential situations, like you're saying, at 2 o'clock. They they go over these potential situations, things that might happen at the end of the game, and they, they go over who they can use and who's available in the bullpen and, and all that, and 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 that they have to pull training, training uh, the trainers in the training room in to to let them know who's available and who's not available, and those kinds of things. There's a lot of preparation that goes into it, but they have to be ready for for any situation going on, because especially now with the pitch clock, you know, it's just not a whole lot of time to 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 draw it out. So they they definitely go over these situations, but I will tell you, in talking with Ollie, and 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 I know that that's a fact that all that what I just said, but in talking with Ollie, that every day is different, you know, and and uh, and every pitching every pitching performance is different, and and sometimes I mean look back look back at the devil the, at the Tampa Bay Rays a few years ago there in the World Series, they had Snell going, he was a, a pretty much a five inning pitcher all year, but he for that. One day in the World Series, he had like five innings at 52 pitches or something like that. But because it was scripted, uh, they took him out and they ended up losing that game. But that day, he was good for seven, eight at least. He just was. And that's how it is in pitching. Um, and and I, think, I think if you ask managers uh, when they, they had kind of a preconceived notion of what they were going to do towards the end of a game or when they were going to pull a starter out and pull the bullpen in, I think they would. I would tell you that looking back, if they took him out or or whatever, that those would be the games that that they regretted the most when they didn't when they didn't use their eyes to use the eye test on if the guy was still rolling or not. Because there's sometimes you know there's just there's you just have those days you know where you go out there and you, just, you a dog's having a day you got to let him bark man that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you, you heard Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager, last night, but he took Michael Lorenzen down in the tunnel after the seventh. Lorenzen had thrown 100 pitches. He said, how do you feel? He said, I feel good. You feel strong? I feel strong. Uh, you going to go for this? Yeah, you've got 20 pitches. And Lorenzen wound up throwing 124, but Thompson trusted the guy, right, and, and kept him in there to try to get the no-hitter. Yeah, and I told Ollie last year, 
and I told Shilty the year before that, I'm too old for pitch counts when it comes to no hitters. <laughs> <laughs> don't even think about it. If I'm through seven and I've got zeros out there, man, don't even look at me. Don't even look at me. I'm I'm staying out there. That, so. That's what I told Randy. I said if that conversation would have went another way, uh, one person would have been coming out of the tunnel, and that would have been Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> hey, we're going to yeah, finish that, this game. <laughs> there's, you know what? There's there's things. That every now and then, you need that little carrot out in front of you and every now and then uh, a pitcher a pitcher needs to be trusted a little bit longer and because we you know here's why we we work our tails off we work so hard for those four days in between our starts uh and 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 you only get to pitch one out of every five days and when you get in those situations every now and then you want to be rewarded for the work put in, you know, and that's true of any job profession. I think you, if you work really hard at what you're doing every now and then you need to be rewarded. And, and, uh, that's just true. You know, that's just, a, that's just a fact. Bueno, I also wanted to ask you about the scavenger hunt. I saw that that was relaunched. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 I was, uh, I actually was headed up. I was headed up the escalator that was not working and I was just using those stairs. Um, to head up to the upper levels. I love going up to the upper levels and walking around and, you know, it's quiet up there. There's nobody up there. And, you know, you can usually get a really good view of the city and of the stadium. And I was headed up there for my old man walk. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna go get a ball and do this one of these scavenger hunts. We hadn't done one this year. And, and, uh, I think I have more fun with it than the, than the people looking, but I, I made some, I, I, I walked around three or four different spots. I found some futures, scouted out spots that are going to be great spots for a couple more hunts maybe. Um, but I hit it. It wasn't easy. It was, you know, it was probably my toughest spot. And I, but I threw out, I was pretty proud of some of the clues I threw out there. Did y'all see those clues I threw out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was. It was fantastic. You, you did a good job. My Billy Currington clue was, I thought that was pretty clever. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Adam, we're going to talk about uh, fantasy football in one moment, but I, I want to ask you this question because uh, Mark Saxon uh, tweeted last week about, and I've forgotten about this, a laminated list of restaurants that you leave for opposing players. Has there ever been an opposing player that came up to you and said, man, thanks, that was a great spot? Oh, yeah, lots of players, lots of players. and Well, and so I'll tell you this. I mean, you know, I own a restaurant. Um, called Grace in the city. That's uh, pretty great. That's um, you know we got named best fried chicken in in Missouri, and uh, and the chef that's uh, co-owner with me, Rig Lewis, is just super talented. A James Beard Award nominated chef. I'm a foodie, and uh, guys who've played with me or, or been around for a while, they know I'm a foodie, and they know and they know uh, I know what's good in the city. But so I, I would every now and then I'd get a call like, Hey, where should we go for? dinner on Friday night or, Hey, where should we go on Saturday? My girl's in town or whatever. And then I, and then I, I heard a couple people say like, man, there's just nothing to eat in, in St. Louis. And I went, Oh man, y'all are crazy. I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put these rumors to, to bed and I'm going to get these guys prepared. And so, um, I made a, a, a big giant list. Um, and, and it's really, it's a list that, uh, I hand our new two, our new teammates also. So when they walk into the clubhouse door, and, uh, you know, as, a, as kind of a welcoming, welcome St. Louis thing, I, I, I give them a restaurant list and, and, you know, some other places to visit that are really cool just so that they can kind of just so they can know what to do. You know, when you go to a new place, you don't know what to do. You don't know where, where anything is. And so uh, and, and so I, I give them those lists and, and um, I, I sent that over there 
to our old clubhouse tenant, Rip Rowan, who's the clubhouse, the visiting clubhouse tenant now. I said, hey, I don't know if any guys want this, but, you know, you maybe think about putting this on the wall and uh, that way guys know where to go. Because when you go to a new city, you, know, you just don't know. And so I've had tons of feedback from that. Like, man, dude, thanks for the recommendation. That restaurant was amazing. And uh, St. Louis is really, since I've been in St. Louis, the St. Louis restaurant scene has just grown exponentially. But, but also there's always been sleepers. You know, there was, there's always been sleepers that have been great, great, great restaurants that, that people just didn't know about. You know, I remember Brandon Phillips, when he came into town, he's like, man, everything in that city sucks except Pappy's Ribs. And I was like, oh, Pappy's Ribs are delicious, but there are so many great restaurants that I need to tell you about. So um, I, I just think it's good. You know, it's it's one of those things that baseball players are, you know, we, we're, we're, we're on opposing teams, but at the end of the day, we're one big family. And it's great what you do for your teammates and, and everybody else and what you do for the community. Big League Impact has fantasy football coming up. As a matter of fact, one week from tomorrow is the game day experience at Bush, hosted by you with an evening of cheering on the Cardinals. A lot of cool stuff going on on August 18th as we get ready for another fantasy football season with Adam Wainwright and Big League Impact. Yep, it's almost my favorite time of year where you got college football starting, you got NFL football starting, you got uh, September, October baseball on the horizon. You know, the cool weather's coming hopefully pretty soon here. And uh, there's just a lot of really good things. But at that, that time at Bush Stadium is, is a special time, man. We've been doing it since 2013 in the fantasy draft at the stadium. And, and uh, now we do daily fantasy. So you don't, you don't have to keep up with your lineup and pick up, you know, free agents off waivers and stuff. But but uh, I really like that daily fantasy setup too, Randy. Don't you like that? I mean, that's I, I like a lot. Thing. Yeah, and I like being yeah. in your in your league because I like competing well, against you. You like, you like Luke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we yeah. I think we might have split last year, but I, I had a, we both had rough years last year. <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was close to being great, and then we kind of fell off at the end. And and I, I feel like my you might have done the same thing actually. Um, so, you know, it's not about how you finish, Randy. we got to remember that for this year. Yeah, it's we, not about how you start, I mean. It's, <laughs> how, you it's how you finish. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're going to play some catch on the field. i got a couple of coaches that are coming out there. We're going to hit some fungos, take some outfield, take some infield, and play, play some catch out there. We're going to get up together and hang out, and, and they'll get to, to – anybody who shows up, donors get to, to ask questions to – We'll have six players, seven players there right now, I think, and um, it, it'll just be fun. Sweet tickets for the game, not not nice tickets. I mean, like in the sweet tickets, uh, with food and drinks provided, and so it's just going to be a great time. We appreciate everyone who signed up for it already. There's a lot of really good stuff going on with Big League Impact right now. Right now, at uh, over in Baltimore, Kyle Gibson just got host uh, just got done hosting a, a top golf event up there that raised over $36,000 for the city of refuge Baltimore and we got things going all around, all around the league so uh, it's been a blessing to be a part of it, but I love to watch it grow, and I can't wait to have fun with those people at the stadium. It's going to be great, and all you need to do to sign up is go to bigleagueimpact.org. One other thing, I hope you can do me a favor. All three of us are going to play individually this year. Brooke is the president of the Lars Newt Bar Fan Club. Can you get Brooke into Newt Bar's league? <laughs> I think we can. We can probably make that work. We can probably make that. I'll have to look and see how we got the uh, the league's. But she, so she's a, a Lars fan, huh? Oh yeah, the the nutty neuters of Newt Nation, Wayno, is is what we call the fan club. The nutty neuters of Newt Nation. <laughs> 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 what, what is wrong with that? It's, it's you don't it like it. Seems like a, 
It just seems like a bit much, you know. Like, <laughs> you know like, well, well, like, we are a very excited fan base, so that's that's what's going on there. I mean, yeah, but you can't say that quickly, is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Nettie oh, neuters of Newt Nation. Nettie neuters of Newt Nation. Like, oh, hey, look, here comes the nutters. No, it's the <laughs> nut neuters of nut nature or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Adam, uh, you didn't get a chance to play golf this week then. With all, as tired as you were, I figured down in Tampa, the, all those beautiful courses, you get out to the Pelican or something like that. I guess that's not going to happen, huh? Well, Andrew Miller and I were going to go on Wednesday. And um, we had a really nice course lined up. And then he goes, hey. If you don't want to go, I don't have to go because uh, it's 110 degrees outside right now. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, you know what? I'm good on that. Uh, let's not do that. Let's let's not and say we did and, and then act like we had a great time. Good deal. Hey, we always love having you on. Thank you very much for the uh, special Thursday edition of Wednesdays with Wayne. And we'll talk next week and uh, we'll see you next week at the ballpark, too. All right. Appreciate this uh, Thursday with Wayno, guys. Appreciate you coming on with me. We appreciate you. Thanks, Adam. Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. He's as good as it gets.